Welcome to Words of Restoration with the Anointed One. I pray that these words will bless you today in the name of Jesus Christ. Child of God, today's topic is walking in the grace of God. You know, many people do not understand what the grace of God stands for and what it is actually. And that's why you find in the world that many people are working very hard. And don't get me wrong, working hard is very good when you see results. But I would rather work smart than work very hard. And child of God, the grace of God comes to make you work smart and not very hard. You see, grace is the favor that you did not work for. Let me put it this way. Grace is God's gift to his children. It is favor that you did not work for and never ever required effort from your path. Grace is not based on your good behavior. It's not based on your kindness. God's grace is not based on how smart and how good you are. It is his free gift to humanity and to mankind. Your kindness, your giving does not attract grace and does not make you have more grace. It is God's unmerited favor. He gives it to you freely. Hallelujah. Now, here's where it is interesting. Did you know that grace is also given to the believer and to the unbeliever? Grace is given to a child the day the child is born, regardless of which denomination, which religion that child was born into. And so once a child is born into this world, they come with grace deposited in them. And so grace is already deposited in you, whether you are born again or not, or a believer of Jesus Christ, whether you're a Hindu or Muslim, regardless of what you are, grace is deposited in you right from the day you were born. But it is one thing to have the deposit of grace in you, and it's another thing for you to benefit or access that which has been deposited in you from birth. Remember, grace is God's favor locked into your DNA, locked into your spirit. And grace is meant to speak every time you step out or have interaction with people. And so you must understand that there are people in this world who find life very difficult. You see, they don't receive anything until they fight and fight and fight and struggle. They pray, they fast, they have to... uh, make other people happy, grease other people's palms, you know, do a lot just to be able to get favor. But that's not what grace is all about. Grace is designed to kick in the moment you have a desire. And that's how grace is because it's deposited in you already, regardless of your religious persuasion. And so why is it that we're struggling with grace if grace has been given to all humanity, regardless of what religion they serve? Child of God, you can only benefit or access grace that is within you only through our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you hear that? And so the whole world is born with grace. 
But only those who have received Jesus as their Lord and Savior can access this grace, unlock it, and be able to benefit from it. Child of God, the Bible says there is no other name that we might be saved except by the name of Jesus Christ. And so you can be a Muslim with grace deposited in you, but you will never have access to that grace until you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So Jesus is the key to grace. The Bible says grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. That's what the word says. And so the whole world has grace deposited in them, but they are not beneficiaries of this grace until they receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. That's wonderful. Now see what the book of John chapter 15 And I'm going to read from verse 11 to 17. It says, These things I have spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and your joy might be full. Verse 12, This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Did you see that? It says, Ye are my friends, if you do whatsoever I command you. Did you hear that? So he says, greater love had no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Hallelujah. And so this is the love of God that has made it possible that everyone has access to grace, but only a few can, only a few can benefit from it. Hallelujah. And today I have come to let you know that if you were born again, congratulations, and you have access to grace, you will benefit from grace. But you must understand, child of God, that if you were not born again, at the end of this podcast, I will lead you to Christ by his grace in the name of Jesus. Now watch this. The book of Romans chapter 5 verse 6 to 10. He says, when we were yet without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. Did you see that? He died for the ungodly. Now you see why grace was given to everyone, whether they are believers or not. It says, for Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will anyone die. Yet peradventure for a good man, some would even dare to die. But God commanded his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Did you hear that? Whilst we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Which means even whilst we were still sinners, the grace of God was abundant in us. But the reason for which we have not begun to walk in grace and we struggle with things in our lives, while we continue to beg and ask, why is my life going this way? Why am I having these nightmares? Why am I having these problems? Why are things not working? It's because you don't have access to this grace. Child of God, the manifestation of grace in your life is when someone does something for you that you did not deserve. So you can see that grace, even on earth, is when things happen for you, even though you don't deserve it. When people bless you, even though you did not ask for it. Even where you ask for it and people agree to bless you, that's grace. 
because there are many people who are asking and begging and yet nobody's doing anything for them. There are people who put in application, different application for job, for everything else, yet their applications stay too long in the processing stage and they never benefit from it. Why? Because they do not yet have access to grace. But I pray for you today that you will have access to grace by this podcast in the name of Jesus. Now, let me say this to you. How can I or how can you activate grace in your life now that you are born again? How can you activate grace in your life so that the favor of God, do you understand, child of God, that this grace that I'm talking about is locked in right now in your spirit? It's in your DNA roaring and desiring to come out so that all things will work for you. Do you know that every time you manifest grace, God is praised? And so it is his desire that you will manifest grace. You will succeed in all that you do. Grace is locked in you, but why are you not manifesting it? Now, I'm about to say to you this to you. How can you activate the grace of God in you to work for you in your own favor? Number one, You've got to repent and stay away from sin. The Bible says sin is a reproach. Righteousness exalts a nation. Now the word reproach means when things walk away from you rather than walk towards you. Now approach means when something comes towards you. Reproach means when something walks away from you. And so you can understand why those things have walked away from your life. Why money walks away, peace walks away. Why blessings walk away. So as child of God, it's important that the first thing you've got to do is to stir away from sin, the sin of the flesh. Stir away from sexual immorality. Stay away from pornography. Stay away from masturbation. Stay away from sex outside marriage. Stay away from stealing, lying. Stay away from greed. Stay away from disrespecting older people. Stay away from anger and bitterness and wrath. These sins, they defile you and stop the manifestation of God's grace in your life. Number two, You must accept and believe what the word of God says about you. And so you have to believe it because if you don't believe the word of God, there is no possible way his grace can be unlocked inside you. So you must accept and believe what the word of God says about you and that the grace of God has already been deposited in you. So you've got to believe first that the grace of God has been deposited in you already. You must accept that and say, today, Father, I know you've deposited grace in me and I have accepted how you describe me, what you have called me. You know, the Lord says that you are the apple of his eyes. The Lord says you are a blessing. He calls you a royal priesthood, a holy nation. That's what he calls you. Now, the world may call you stupid. The world may call you a failure. The world may call you a sinner. But if the Lord does not call you that and has never called you that and his word has never described you that way why do you choose to believe what the world has called you why do you choose to believe what you have called yourself because there are many people who describe themselves by what they are going through there are many people who are sinning and they call themselves sinners there are many people who 
who are misbehaving or going through hardship in their lives and they describe themselves by what they are going through. Child of God, you must understand that you must not call yourself a name or describe yourself in a way that the Lord has not described you. He says you are special. He says you are great. He says you are victorious. Why? Because his spirit lives in you. Number three, you must develop a prayer life and a prayer pattern. Your prayer life must be characterized by confidence and gratitude, which means every time you are set to pray, start by being grateful. Thank him for all that you have achieved, no no matter how little or how small the achievement is. For example, you could start by saying to him, Father, I thank you for giving me life. I'm alive. I'm awake this morning. I'm able to listen to this podcast. I'm able to get up from my bed with no bones broken. I have the gift of life in me. Start by being grateful and then become confident in the things of God. Because if God says you are great, you are special. Yes, believe it, you are. So develop a prayer life and a prayer pattern. Number four, as you develop a prayer life and a prayer pattern, go look for a church. Go look for a church. Associate yourself with people who are going in your direction. Your previous friends or friends who are not in line with the things of God, stir away from them. Otherwise, they will continue to make sure that the grace of God in your life will not speak. Hallelujah. The book of Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence. Did you hear that? So that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So it means you have to approach the throne of grace with what? Confidence. With confidence, hallelujah. And so your prayer life has to be resuscitated, hallelujah. Prayer is primarily about discovering God's intention and agreeing with his intention. Not just agreeing, but receiving and entering into what is already yours. Did you see that? With prayer, you agree with God's intention with your life. You walk into that which is already given to you. Hallelujah. Number next one. Do not be afraid to pray at any time or anywhere. Okay? Do not be afraid. Number four. Do not be afraid to pray or at any place or at any time. Don't restrict yourself. Do not be ashamed of the gospel. Be bold, pray. See what Ephesians chapter 6 verse 18a says. It says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Be bold. Be bold and ready to pray at any time. And number five, he says, Always be confident and know in yourself because of the step you have started. Always know that no problem you face will consume you. Be confident that even if you go through diverse problems, you will not be consumed. That's why David said, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. Did you hear that? He says, even though I go through pain, I will fear no evil. Number six, it says, be confident that whatever happens to you will turn out for your own good. Hallelujah. And number seven, it says, don't 
talk fear. Do not talk fear or uncertainty. Do not talk fear or uncertainty in the name of Jesus. Don't talk fear. Change your language for God's grace to be unlocked in you. Don't talk fear. Don't speak based on what your eyes, your ears and your hands can feel. Your five senses. Don't talk fear and don't live in fear. And the next one, when you fully understand and walk in God and see things the way God sees it, make sure you associate yourself with his church. You must locate and commit yourself to the house of God. Look for a church where the word of God is preached undiluted in the name of Jesus. Child of God, listen, it's important that in this season that you unlock grace in your life. The last point I'll give you now is do not be jealous or worried about the progress of other people. If your friends have, it looks like your friends have gone ahead of you. If it feels like your friends are doing better than you were doing, don't be jealous. Don't be angry about their progress. Rather, the Bible says rejoice with them. That is how you unlock the grace of God in your life. Child of God, you are special. You are wonderful. You are everything the Lord has called you in the mighty name of Jesus. And if you wish to give your life to Christ and you're listening to this, and you were not born again. I would ask you to go to our Facebook page. It's the Christ Anointing Assembly Church. I want you to go to our Facebook face, uh, place, the Christ Anointing Assembly Church. Send us a message. And we would like to speak with you and lead you to Christ. And your life will never be the same again. God bless you. God increase you. In Jesus' name. Amen. To support this podcast and our ministry so that you can help us to continue to reach people around the world, please click on the link in the description. And until I come your way again, keep living in an atmosphere of restoration. God bless you.